0: Hey there, podcast. This is your host Joshua B. Kirkman, and I am healthy enough to record an intro without sounding like I'm a patient in a hospital. Very good news. I'm here in Eureka. Uh The competition is about to kick off in a couple of days, and rumor has it that Jeff Hubbard is coming. And I'm definitely going to try and do an interview with him. So I thought, hang on. Before then, how about we have a re-listen of what was interview the interview last year with him uh recorded while he was driving to go check the at pipeline about october last year so i thought this was a good time to put this re-listen with jeff hubbard out check it out uh it's a great chat and stay tuned for a new episode from the man very soon enjoy welcome to the show jeff thank you so much for taking the time to tune in
1: Thanks, Josh. No, stoked to be here. Perfect morning. I grabbed a coffee to make sure we were just dialed right in for this drive and chat. So, (laughs) pretty excited
0: excellent excellent and i and I must ask um, just to, oh, I should tell the listener that um there's a little bit of a lag in the communications um, because Jeff is in fact driving whilst we talk he's a very busy man so he's driving to pipeline right now and um, so there's going to be slight pauses after after we speak so I hope that doesn't get too annoying for everyone listening um, I might just kick off a question well it's a very present question for you but um you're driving to pipeline what what does the surf forecast look like today
1: Uh, The surf forecast looks pretty fun. It looks like it's supposed to be about four to six feet out of the, you know, northwest, maybe west-northwest even, like 300 300 through 10 degrees with, you know, light winds out of the east this morning. So pretty primal conditions, probably dead winds. Might be a little onshore flow later as that land heats up, some sea breezes. But uh, the morning looks pretty pretty cherry. Uh, They have a contest at the Sunset Beach, so hopefully all the surfers are there for the for the morning and it's not too crowded i'm sure it'll be busy but um yeah it's nice you have another pipe swell for a couple of weeks so it'll be pretty cool
0: that sounds um wonderful i mean i'm sure everyone listening wishes they were there too i mean this time of year i've never actually been to i mean we're, it's october it's it's actually the 31st of october when we record this so um i mean is this like this season is kind of outrageously early right now yeah would you say or have you experienced seasons no. like this before
1: no we've We've had, we've had uh, yeah, earlier seasons before. I mean, they had a, you know, it was kind of a late season. Actually, they didn't have any northwest swells until October 2nd. So October 2nd kicked off the season with a crip northwest swell. I, I was not here, um, but it was really, really good and then uh, pretty big, actually. And then it's, you know, it's been kind of a nonstop October. We've had a ton of south swells, which is also very uncommon not uncommon we've just had it october is actually can be a very good month for hawaii and this month has just been non-stop waves really so it's been really nice
0: and so you've had some swell from the south as well
1: yeah we had like a full like i'd say like yeah two almost two there's two weeks easily of waves just non-stop from the south that was pretty unheard of that it's you know four feet on the south shore for two weeks which is pretty outrageous and, uh, you know, usually the summertime when we get our south swells, it just kind of hovers at two feet mm. every year, you know, one to two feet. Occasionally you get a three-foot swell, that's pretty huge. And then if you get a, a, a four-foot, it's just, like, miraculous. So we had four-foot waves for, like, two weeks, which was really nice. And, uh, yeah, that, we just ended that. So I, I, had a, I was almost surfed out. And so I haven't surfed since Saturday, I right? went for a last little south swell session. And, yeah a few days off to help, uh, just recover and watch, watch my daughter <laughs> because being a new father, you have to like delegate responsibilities here and there. So it was, I, I took a bunch of time to surf last week. So I made sure this, this week I was, you know, one day, the one day I'm not going to, uh, Monday I'll be able to go surf was today. So I was like, okay, I'll watch Jackie the, you know, last couple of days, which is great, super fun. And now I get to go surf early morning wonderful
0: that's cool that's cool and I mean look one of the questions I had on the on the list of many many questions for you in this podcast episode is um you know what what is it like to be a father I mean this is a pretty new experience for you and um something that um that that came about I forget how old Jackie is now but how old is is Jackie and and what was it like to become a dad
1: yeah, so Jackie's 16 months, so we, you know, Jackie was born in June of last year, June of 2017, end of June, and so it's just been awesome, I mean, that that has been the main reason I uh, haven't been competing very much at all on the world tour, just because I can't pull away since Jackie, my last, you know, 2016 was the last tour I did, you know, on the, on the APB, and so since Jackie was born, it's just been pretty cool, just been... You know just experiencing fatherhood for the first time and just you know all hands on deck just making sure the family unit's just you know doing its best I mean that's the that's the priority once that little one just comes out into the world you're kind of shift uh, of the world you know you have a whole new eyes on everything and so you realize okay well I'm not the bigger picture here anymore because surfing and bodyboarding is a very selfish oriented sport so it's pretty hard to like change that mindset from just all me, all me, all me, all the time, to like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> this, my daughter is the priority, what do I, you know, I come second, so it's pretty pretty cool to be able to, you know, make that shift, and, and learn new things, you know, it's a learning experience for me every day, and seeing her learn, and I oh, don't know, it's pretty, it's just magical, I'm going bodyboarding with her, so I'll take her out, out in the ocean, which is pretty rad, she loves it. Uh, you know, water's really warm. You know, this time of year, summertime, fall. So she's just, just having a blast. And so we just go to the, our big inflatable bodyboard mat. It's like, so she almost stays dry, and I can push over all the little waves and catch real small, catch small waves and just like fly down the line. And she just loves it. I hear like kind of give us little hoots all the time, and uh, she just always wants to go back up to the more. We'll beach the beach the board, and she'll just like kind of point back out to the surf, and like giving that signal like more and more so it's
0: so fun that's rad that's rad and i think um i think instagram thinks it's really fun as well i mean i think i saw um, some great clips of uh you and jackie on the big inflatable um have you noticed any of those have those been flying off the shelf since you started to show the um the father-daughter connection that can be achieved on an inflatable hubboard?
1: yeah i mean we definitely have a, a lot of people that are that want them I mean, which is really great though They're almost sold out in most of the stores. The stores just have to like reorder them a lot. And so we haven't had, um, yeah, we haven't had them in stock. We have just got them back in stock and then now they're going out quickly again. It's like, you should, those inflatables, I was never really sure how they were going to take off because Dave was really like the one to push it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I think the the extra large one's going to be amazing. I think this is going to be the, that was like my, favorite one to I thought was going to be the best but they've all been so so successful and everyone really enjoys riding them I enjoy riding them and they're something totally different and just you know when you're creating a new product like that you just don't know how it's gonna be received and so <laughs> and when you're ordering something that's something that I really you know when I order all the products and make inventory and do all the do all the necessary calculations every you know quarter what we're gonna what we need to in stock and whatnot it's, it's always hard to predict when you're having something like that and you don't know. And so that's, I mean, that's almost my biggest challenge with the brand is like my ordering, (laughs) my ordering skills Mm -hmm. is just, it's, it's, it's tough on, you know, what to bring into inventory and how, how long it's going to sit on the shelf or it's, if it's going to fly off. And luckily most of the stuff has been flying off the shelves, which is good. It just, you know, it's a constant, constant battle at the moment, just to like make sure I'm ordering, reordering everything in time, which is really cool.
0: And it's, it's the, really cool to hear.
1: Yeah, it's just one of the challenges of, you know, owning your own business is all the learning curves. You know, that's something, you know, I went to school, got my MBA in, in business and in international business. And so when I, they don't really teach you how to order stuff. You know, that's one of the things that, you, you know, they, they talk yeah, they talk about it in inventory management and you know about it and you have the concept, but you don't, there's no training for that. So you have to like learn on the job, like what each SKU's, you know life shelf life is what's hot at the moment and with bodyboarding everything turns over so like changes kind of rapidly even though it's a kind of a stagnant industry i would say as far as like the the product like people still like change their mind on what they want like okay now it's like you know pe is really big and all of a sudden you know like the pp is not as you know the pp price point wars don't sell as, as as quickly so it's just really interesting to see how that that works
0: that's super interesting Jeff and um I think um given that this is a podcast and one of the wonderful things about the internet is that all of this lasts forever so I think if Jackie's listening now in like you know maybe it's her 18th birthday or something like that I think I should let her know that she you know here's the evidence that she really contributed a lot to the sale of the inflatable bodyboards so uh, she may be kind of tapping you on the shoulder saying hey dad how about some royalties for all that um all those good times back then huh <laughs>
1: Totally. Yeah. Where's, where's my cut of this? Dad? Dude, I was like your little poster child. Yeah, that exactly. Was, that was nice.
0: Exactly. Um, with that, I picked up there. I, I didn't realize that you you'd done an MBA. I mean, I don't want to move on from the fatherhood discussion, but you, have you actually completed an MBA as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. I got my uh, master's in international business and with my uh, you know minor in marketing.
0: When did you do so, that?
1: Major, uh, that was. Sure. You know, I just kind of did it started. I don't know. You'll you'll remember the dates uh, more exactly. I I went I started school when the Philippines contest for the Super Tour went on. So that was like I remember I didn't go to that contest and I was sitting at home and I was like, well, what am I doing? I'm you know, I I didn't go to the contest. I should do something. So I started night school then to like get back into college and get, you know, start my my business degree. And then then I just kept going. I just went, you know, rolled it right into my master's and then I think I graduated with my master's in I think it was 2000 gosh 10 or or 11 gosh yeah I think it was 10 I'm pretty sure it's 10.
0: Wow that's impressive I mean you totally did that under the radar right I mean did many guys know that you were doing night school whilst also I mean these are some some golden years for you with content and with with results and everything like that as well.
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't think anyone really, really knew. I mean, <laughs> my friends knew. I mean, but it was just something I, I was just doing it, on the as, you know, as I could, as I could get it done. I was just pushing through night school, summer school. You know, some guys, you know, I'd be a, I'd be at the Central Coast with Jonesy, and, you know, doing, doing work at, doing work at night on his, uh, on his couch. Just remember having to like, you know, turn in some summer assignments while waiting for the Shark Island contest. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's yeah, strange when you look back on it and you realize how did I fit that in? Mm. But that, I mean, at the time you just do it cause you want to, you want to get it done. You know, you know, it's important because that's, that was one thing you're like bodyboarding. You, once you have, once you know what you want to do. And that was like, Hey, the whole idea was like, yeah, I'd love to run a run my own company one day, a bodyboard company. So that was like, so you could use everything you you're acquiring to write to in, in school to like fuel that fire and like, figure out a plan and what to do and how to do it and learn the the tools because you can't really go and you know if you're a pro you can't really go and take time out to get a job to learn those skills because that's the other way to learn the skills if you don't go to school you can just get a job and start learning those skills
0: Mm.
1: but if you don't want to learn those you don't have time for that Well, you go to school and you can learn those skills a little bit more accelerated in a short amount of time
0: yeah who wants to get a real job anyway you know (laughs) (laughs) but um but you were saying that um of all of this with an mba and i mean damn for those i mean i'm sure many people listening kind of understand an mba is kind of a big deal like you know to go to school that long to go through an mba not everybody has one so it's a it's quite an effort jeff and um i think but what's kind of ironic about that is that you said that you that you didn't learn about inventory like the actual um on the ground running the business the nuts and bolts of it that wasn't really so kind of heavy in the content when you were doing that education
1: yeah no i mean all the yeah the running of, of it you know you understand everything and you, you grasp it all but like you know they're not going to teach you about like what you know polypro boards sell and how much to order and what you know <laughs> yeah. you know you know the little intricacies of bodyboarding that's something you have to figure out on your on yourself and like what what each product's you know when to order it, how much to order. It. And I'm, yeah, I'm still, still learning. I think I finally like figured out like when to get the product in, you know, there's always delays and stuff when you order product and you want to get it in at certain times, key times of the year and whatnot. So it's, yeah, it's a challenge. And that is, yeah, my constantly, my biggest challenge is ordering, you know, that's, it's funny, but I mean, everything else seems to come so naturally is, you know, marketing is, so you know, with bodyboarding for me is, you know, pretty easy and with the brand and it's and promotion and you know creating new products and working on product development all that stuff's easy and fun and really enjoyable all to do and you know because we do it every day and uh that's that's the fun fun side of it and then yeah I, that's it's cool to it's cool to like just create a product and then reinvent it like oh man we need, i need to tweak this a little bit You know, like, okay, yeah, how can I make this even better? Like, okay, this is good. I think I can make it even better and, like, constantly, like, working on stuff. So it's cool to have, like, a few iterations of the same product that you've gone through and be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And everyone's, like, everyone else thinks it's awesome. And then you're like, man, I actually actually can make it even better. How Mm -hmm. can I do that? It's cool.
0: It sounds like it's a lot of fun. It sounds like it's a lot of fun, Jeff. And and one of the things, um, I guess, uh, uh, some maybe feedback from my perspective was, if there's one word that I, that comes to my mind when I think of hub boards, it's actually fun. Um, I think it really comes through the content and um, and the product itself. So you guys, you know, you and Dave, are either flying through the air, or smiling and happy, doing some cool things, um, joking around and stuff like that. So I think that um, fun definitely seems to be the word that best describes, at least from my perspective, what, what you've managed to achieve with Hubboards. I mean, is it a lot of fun behind the scenes?
1: Oh yeah, it is awesome. And that's, that's a compliment, Josh, because that's exactly what we, you know, that's exactly what the brand's about. It's always been about creating fun for for people to ride like, okay, cause bodyboarding is fun. So we want to make sure people are having fun. And th- I thought that was missing for a little while in the sport where people weren't, you know, enjoying themselves as much and taking it a little too serious and, you know, Hey, we're, hey, I'm as serious as a heart attack about, you know, winning contests and stuff. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, you know, you go out and you just want to like be smiling in the water. And that's why you're out there. It's just, you know, to enjoy the, enjoy the ocean, enjoy the feeling of riding waves with your friends. And I think that's, you know, I think if we all got back to that, feeling it's just man it just feels so good to just go surfing with your friends and hooting and hollering i mean you can have the best session of your life if but if no one's out there to kind of enjoy it with it doesn't quite matter mm. it's it's really interesting you know you have those that experience if you're sharing that bond with someone you will remember you'll remember that session so much more vividly and have so much more i don't know just fond memories of it so i don't know bodyboarding is just about friendships and doing fun things and just yeah that's it's just something we, we, we just love and I'm just stoked that yeah that that comes through in the brand uh, message. So that's cool.
0: It definitely does. It definitely does. And um, I mean, on this question, I mean, the, as far as I understand, I don't know what your business structure is like. You know, this is an outsider's view. But Dave and you are both the the company is both yourself and Dave, your brother. Yeah.
1: Yep. So yeah, Dave and I uh, own the company. We have a we have a few partners uh, that have that helped us get off the ground, but that do a little bit of the back end work, but most of the, most of it is just us, you know, running the, running the company and uh, doing all the day-to-day is, you know, what, what I do. Dave, Dave helps out and where he can. Uh, he's very good at, you know, giving giving me feedback and give, helping me make decisions when I need, need help. So it's pretty cool. You know, it's a good little teamwork we got Dave and I got going. It's, you just, you know, I'll call him up if I need some advice. Hey man, what do I need you know, what do you think about this and he'll you know we'll have a good chat about it which is so fun to be able to like talk to your doctor brother you know call him up have an excuse to call him up and, and chat you mm. know so just hang in you know that, that hang you get to hang with your brother all the time and you know, being involved in business with him is, is really cool
0: on that on that i mean you know you both um i can't actually remember how many years are there between yourself and dave in age 6 years between us Okay, okay. Um, wh- do you feel like, uh, Growing up together, was there much competitiveness between the two of you or, is, or was that age gap a little bit too big to have any, you know, of that rivalry? I know with my brother, you know, he's two years older than me, so me and him basically hated each other until we were 20. So, you know, like <laughs> we love each other now, but, um, you, you know, there's that rivalry <laughs> when your age is quite close. But did you experience any, any rivalry or anything like that with Dave? We didn't ha-
1: really have a rivalry for, you know, for a for, for the beginning of our, our lives, yeah, for a while we were just you know, it was just super awesome, super supportive. And I think we had a rivalry right towards the end. I think there's a little more of a of a competitive rivalry in the water. Mm. Uh, where you know when you're in contests, there definitely mm. that definitely came about, I'd say two thousand maybe eleven uh-huh. or ten or eleven. One of those years we definitely were like, you know, we're we were competing for national titles yeah. against each other. And you know, and it, it had nothing you know, so that there was a little bit of an aspect. I remember, you know, you would get interferences or something in one <laughs> contest. So I like, almost gave each gave each other a double
0: interference.
1: No, um, <laughs> where just people were like, "What are you guys doing?" Bro? Oh, and that's was, classic. Funny. Classic. I mean, we, it, that just speaks like we both wanted it so bad.
0: Oh wow! So that's, and
1: that was. Quite, I think it must have been. You know, yeah, 2011. Dave, yeah, Dave won the national title that year. The first, maybe the only time I didn't win it out of the whole USBA. Wow. You know, the time the USBA was in a was in existence those 8 or 9 years that we had the USBA national title in the US like yeah, I won it every year except for that one. Dang. And dave beat me that year. <laughs> and so it was yeah. And it, but then after right after that it was pretty cool like we just you know, we've evolved so much now there's just it was nice to go through that period to see like to see it and now it's like so cool like just so much so much more yeah, so much more love and and uh just just good times between each other
0: that's classic yep
1: you you have to kind of go to the bottom to go come to the top again you know in in all relationships even even sibling relationships like that you know you have to come to a point where yeah why are we this is stupid and Mm. then it was just and it was cool because it just kind of transitioned right into like you know and then we had the company then it was just like boom all for one one for all like all of a sudden like you know they it brought us it really brought us closer Mm. i think and then it was almost an instantaneous way and then it's just and it's gotten us even closer you know ever since like so it's really nice
0: that's super cool i mean it's um it's kind of funny that um it's it i i mean i'm sure there's other brothers out there that that managed to get to that elite level in their in their sport and actually compete against each other and and, i mean funnily enough the irons brothers um would would be another sibling rivalry that definitely could be relatable in the competition jersey aspect um it, the coming off the back of that, I mean, what was the? You you guys obviously had quite solid sponsors for many many years. Um, without, I mean, I'm sure I don't know whether I actually don't know if it was a hard time or a or a very positive thing. But what was the context around forming hub boards in the beginning?
1: Well, you know, the beginning part stages was you know we just we kind of talked about it, and I you know I had this you know this plan, and I was like, man, we. And then it just, you know, it evolved to a point where they got, we were both sponsored by wham at the time. Mm. And uh, and so we were, you know, at, at one point, you know, I was making really good money from that. I mean, it was just like ridiculous money to be paid for a bodyboarder. You know what mm. I mean? For a bodyboarder, you know, you're we talking maybe you know, getting like five grand a month. But then at the end of the day, I didn't even get the check. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they it, it just kind of stopped paying us even though we're under contract. They didn't pay us any of our what we're you know our monthly agreed monthly salary or our royalties yeah so wow. they just stop paying they just stopped paying us and you know we're just like okay well we're gonna do our own thing mm. you know and let's do it and let's do it together you know why why would we go and try and get a sponsor you know we still were like in hey, right in the prime of what of what we we're doing and so why would we you know just want to i think i just won my world title in 2012 wow. and we started hubboards in 2013 in january so i mean i just came off that and it would have been easy for us to get sponsors and get paid by a company at that stage. You know, I, still mm. think the indi- I still think the industry was kind of healthy at that stage enough to, to pay people. And so um, we could have done that, but we just chose, Hey, we want to, this is something we love. We want to, we don't want to deal with anyone else running our, running our future. Like, Hey, let's just own our own company and make the, make what we want. You know, like mm. that was kind of the, the ethos behind it. It was like, let's make stuff we want to make instead of like having a company dictate all this stuff. I mean, we just thought, like, man, we can do so much better than what's what's out there. I mean, not as like bodyboard specific, you know, things. Like, um, yeah, we were just pretty pretty amped on it, and we just kind of went with went with
0: it. It's interesting because the stars really did align there in one way with your with you finishing that MBA around the time as well. It seems, and then that that seemed to kind of transition quite well into doing your own company. Um, was there? I mean, it it sounds like it was kind of the right time for it, but was there any hesitation to to get started? Was that, you know, like with any big idea, you know, there is that ultimate step where there's a bit of a leap that needs to be taken to really, you know, dive down the rabbit hole. Was there Was there any hesitation for you in the beginning?
1: No, I mean, I think it was just one of those things like, hey, you're just, you're all in. You know, once you just make that decision, you're all in and just, hey, we're going to, it's going to work and we'll, we'll make whatever sacrifices it needs to be made to, to make this happen. You know, we're, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's scary up until a point, but I think it, it, I think we might also we're maybe you're so, you know, bummed out because by this company. Mm. And so we're just, you know, owed so much money. We're just like, well, geez, I don't want to go through this again. Let's just, I don't want to ever deal with that again. I don't want to. Be in that situation, so it's such almost fuel for the fire to like push us into where we wanted to be, into this new company, and and create, yeah, what we wanted to, you know, create this life we are created now, where we're just, you know, getting to support, you know, our friends and work with our friends, and you know, that was kind. I kind of learned that from No Friends. You know, it's like, hey, you're able to like help out your friends, own a company, and help out your friends and help out the industry. That's you're winning. Mm. You're doing that's so i remember that like no friends were like when we paid crawley and paying stoker and paying all these guys it was like oh it's awesome we were paying bodyboarders to do to do stuff for us that was unreal and so that i kind of carried that over with hubboards and it was like hey anytime we can like really give money and in, back into the to our friends into the industry it's that's just like a win you know that's that was part of the reason we started the brand like okay how can we what can we do what can we? How can we do this? And so, and then finally, you know, I guess the ultimate culmination was just like being able to sponsor one of our best friends was in Jared Houston. So I mean, we come full circle, and that and it just kind of came full circle this year where we're finally able to like pay, you know, pay a rider to ride for us, and it happened to be our best friend, and it all worked out just amazingly. And you know, he wins the world title the first year we're able to like get boards to him.
0: I was gonna say, um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, as far as investments go when it comes to, to investing in a rider, I, I really don't know if there's been a better decision made and a quicker return on that, potentially on that investment than what you guys did. I mean, good on you. I mean, you guys must have really been pinching yourself, um, with that kind of finale and the nature of it all.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, I was, yeah, it was just amazing. I mean, from, from my standpoint, it was just so cool. Like, we had this trip planned like you know the, the boys wanted to go you know jerry just you know wanted to go practice for this contest so we went to the canaries and you know we needed to get some footage and, and do stuff so that i was like okay let's go on a surf trip together let's all go on a surf trip and we did that right before the the contest you know so he got in you know he won't practice for it and i knew how you know, it was epic so i went over went flew over the canaries from hawaii you know i kind of left my wife was kind of tripping why are you going for like two weeks two and a half weeks i was like well hey this is the only time the boys can go so let's let's go and, it, and then uh you know jerry was just ripping and just so focused and it was just yeah i was just and to see that i when i was in the canaries with him i was just yeah i was like oh man this is gonna be really good this is gonna be i when i left him in the canaries i was just knew i was like well i gave him a hug as we left and i just knew well i just hugged the world champ i'm just i just I was so confident in it and I'd kind of been confident from the beginning but like after just seeing the you know his determination and how he's just, you know, you know, pretty focused about it still like, you know, he's holding his composure and just, you, you could tell it was in his head, like that was what he wanted. And so knew that from the get go of the year, but at the end of the, you know, to still see it, the fire burning so bright at the end, you know, and it was a tough situation like that he was in to like win that title. I think yeah. we all realized like, Hey, he has to win the event and then he has to go to the super heat. Like I, I, like, <laughs> So it's pretty amazing to like that, to all the fall into place. And like, so yeah, it was just an amazing time. And I was driving, luckily I was up, I was wide awake driving in a car with my wife and we were just like watching the scores drop. I was too nervous to watch the event. (laughs) I just watched the, I just watched the, we just watched the live scores drop and just were just, it was just so exciting. And just like, yeah, just, you know, cheering on your friend one and being on the other side, like of it like man you're just watching scores drop cheering your friend on it and being so nervous it was just uh and then finally seeing the seeing the victory was it was just so so enthralling you we're just claiming it for him in the car jackie was losing it, it
0: was <laughs> that's great that's great i mean but you this was you, you said that this was kind of like your first you could maybe call him your first kind of marquee rider um, to join the team, you know, who who kind of is on that next level up. But you have already, uh, I've noticed from your kind of approach with the brand that you've you've been focusing a lot on the grassroots and kind of supporting maybe some kind of more up and coming guys around the world. I mean, has this been your strategy to to focus at the at the? No, I don't want to say the bottom because these guys aren't at the bottom of something. But the grassroots has that been part of your strategy?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, we just you know, there's certain people people you want to you want to work with i mean and that like i was talking about it's like hey there's friends of ours that just kind of just naturally happen to like you know be a part of the team and it's it's just been really great and guys you really want to you know embrace and that are just good people and uh that's what you want to align you know your brand with one and then if you know when they're your friends too it works out you know even better to form those friendships and i think and as far as like uh you know looking at from business standpoint if you're going that far is, is to be like well man all these guys are you know doing things in their local communities and that's the that's where it's all at you know it's all about man making sure the local communities are are thriving and making sure they they're having their you know their the bodyboarding is go you know going somewhere there and the people can see that and that it is it is alive and so you have to make sure those you know it's not just on the top tier like you said it's not the top tier you know Uh, athlete on the world tour it's the guys you know every day in and out they just go into the water and just ride you want to make sure everyone's supported at every every level and just stoked on still stoked because at the end of the day we just want to be happy going bodyboarding
0: i think that's uh, i can definitely agree there i mean with the company journey so far have you i mean in terms of the the ups and downs of business, you know, has there been, obviously there's been some ups, but has there been any kind of, you know, challenges and, you know, moments along the way where you, you've looked at it and gone, oh man, this is this is pretty hard work. Uh, like, have there been any of those moments that you've really had to stop and think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this, every year we've done great, I've been really happy, but every, you know, there's all micro journeys along the way, like, hey, the end result every year, you're you're stoked and, you know, we're able to very we're still going, you know, that's the, the main goal is to continue this, continue this and grow the business as best we can. But all there's always journeys, you know, like, okay, you have say a big, you know, sports authority going out of business and we had sold to them a lot of EPS boards. And then so we're all, all of a sudden out, you know, 12, you know, 15 grand right there. So for a small company, that's a lot of money. You're like, geez, Mm. so that's gone. And then all you know, then you have like another, you know, other surf shops that just don't pay you. See, so yeah that's bodyboarding you just have surf shops that just won't pay you and so just like and you're like what you know you don't realize that that's part of the businesses in the surf industry is you know shops will just screw you mm. and you're just and then in the recourse is pretty small you know being a small company you know your your lawyer fees you only can pay so much for a lawyer to try and get that money back and so at the end of the day your 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 recourse is pretty limited so i mean we've had some you know i remember we just you know, locomotion here in Hawaii just, like, burned us for, like, 12, 13 grand just this year. And Ouch. that was pretty stressful when you're, you know, when you're trying to, like, you know, pay, pay an athlete. You know, you're, you know, we just signed, you know, you just signed Jerry, and you're like, oh, man, all well, this money's not going to come in. You're like, okay, how do we make this happen? You know, you're just you're counting on money to come in to, like, pay, ex- pay expenses, you know, and that, and when it doesn't come in, you're like, man, that, it hurts hurts everyone. Mm. You know, and it's a bummer. And, but you, you overcome the challenges, you figure out the solution and you just make it happen. But it's, you just always have to learn like, okay, well, not going to make that mistake again, working with those guys. You know, I'm, you're always trying to align yourself with the right people and guys that are actually, at the end of the day, it's the the relationships you make in business are the, the ones that, that last, you know, and those are mostly with bodyboarders. You know, that's all about working with bodyboarders. I feel like most of the time, bodyboarders aren't going to, screw their own kind it's very very rare that a true bodyboarder is going to go out of his way to try and like kind of screw everyone over so most of the time they everyone's willing to work with each other and bend over backwards to kind of make stuff happen and uh make it work so you just want to you know that's it's a thing that's hey i don't need i don't need that mall shop here i i'd rather work with you know some body some company that has bodyboarders working for them and that understand what we're trying to do so it's great. It you know it just kind of reinforces and it goes into a better better place. So, yeah, you know, yeah. At the end of the journey, you come out stronger if you can make it.
0: Yeah and I mean I think um I I do agree that um the bodyboarding community it's a it's a fantastic community to be a part of and something that you know you know more of my story now since we've been hanging out over the last couple of years but um you know you do miss it when you're outside of it so um and and when and well you may not realize that you're missing it to be honest and when you do kind of get reconnected um I think it's um yeah it's definitely a wonderful community to be a part of and one that does look after itself pretty well I think I think also you know the um the vintage bodyboarders group which we all know quite well um is is probably the main hub now for that type of community to grow and um it's it's been a pretty fascinating aspect of the sport I mean what are your thoughts on that crew there and a a big shout out to them who might be listening and um, so, what are you? What are your thoughts on this growth in this vintage in this vintage space?
1: Yeah, man, the the those guys have, are just awesome humans, and just a shout out to Damien for creating that group. You know, just really cool that that group exists. You know, just a way to bond bond the community and bring the community closer together is just oh, really cool. You know, because it's more like you go on there and it's just people asking questions and having fun. I mean, yeah, there's people selling, buying, and selling stuff, but for the most part, it's you know. Just you see the community vibes and the community, you know, everyone getting to post and comment on each other's stuff and just creating a good vibe there. And that's what it's all about. And I have some good friends on there, and it's uh really nice. It's really nice to, you know, to go on there and and uh you know see everyone just so happy. And you know, most of the time it's just all positivity. And that's that's what the sport needs is just you know everyone just to be happy and positive and just going out and riding a wave and just you know it clears your mind, clears your soul, and it just gets us back to nature. It's, You know, and then the day if you go bodyboarding, you're probably going to be so much happier
0: (laughs) than sitting behind a computer. (laughs) The funny thing I actually noticed it was only a few days ago, and I think someone posted into the into the forum something about like, uh, does anyone know what size board hubs riding these days? and then you responded with like i wrote a 40.5 you know it was one of the funniest things i've seen where yeah. the, the guy <laughs> being spoken about literally just answered the question straight up you know it was it's a pretty cool situation and it doesn't happen very often in a lot of um a lot of sports this proximity that's been managed um that's been able to be created i mean are you a bit amazed by that because i, I remember many you know even bodyboarding whilst we've never quite been catapulted into the celebrity status um as a group there has been often times at competitions where there's you know the vip area and no kind of um kind of people can get to know the writers um is this kind of an interesting thing this proximity or the lack of it yeah, the proximity
1: with bodyboarding's always been a just a real positive thing. Because, I mean, like you said, there's been very few contests, you know, where it's just the contest areas only for competitors. It's mm. pretty small. And in the contest, you know, there's not many people there. Or if it is big, it's just really exciting. And everyone's, you know, just part of this. You know, you're just hanging out with everyone. You're just thrust in the middle of this little environment where you just get to hang out with everyone. And that's the idea. Is like you travel these places around the world and visit the culture and visit the people and just get up get to be get to know everyone and that's what i you know really love about this small community about bodyboarding as we all can you know just you know, relate to each other and there's everyone just talks to each other there's no one that's too good for one another and it's just i don't know we're all just humans at the end of the day and i think we've all you know i've always been pretty really approachable and you know people always email me all the time and you know and i communicate right back to them all pretty much all the time especially with social media these days it's pretty easy to go directly and interact with each other which is really nice that's one of the beauties of social media and people are able to like you know ask questions and learn a little bit more a lot easier than they were back in the day and i think i think that's you know really helping the sport out because people can get to you know get information easier than they used to and um you know the pros are the guys who ride at the top level are a really good source of source for that and most of them will answer you answer all their questions
0: yeah, totally. Totally. I find the same thing. It's um it's super engaging, um, with many of the guys and uh I think it's only a positive thing. On this kind of question of competition, I mean, have we seen the end of Jeff Hubbard as a as a kind of threat on that top level of competition? I mean, I know that you haven't officially retired or anything like that. I know that you've been busy starting a business Creating a family, doing all the things that matter. Um, but if, for for you, I mean, I, I honestly don't think you. I don't think your surfing has declined one bit at all, and you still manage to impress everyone with what you're doing. I mean, is are you? Do you still have any of that competitive fire in you yourself?
1: Oh, I definitely have that competitive fire, and I mean, I would. I think I'm, you know, with bodyboarding, it's like, hey, even though I can't compete. Uh, on the world tour at the moment and go out there and compete for a world title as that's just something that's not possible to dig out for months at a time and leave my family Uh, but man I just I do love competing and I I don't think I'll ever want to retire it's just one of those things is like why retire from something you love I mean Mm. it doesn't make any sense hey maybe I'm not going to be competing full time on the world tour the next couple of years while my daughter's growing up but hey who's to say that you know in four or five years that I can't come back and, and bodyboard maybe Maybe it's maybe it'll be healthy enough that I'll be able to travel with my my family at some point. Maybe will be maybe there'll be enough money in the industry, then in the in the contest. Maybe the contest will actually pay enough money prize money that I'll be able to take my family with me to, to compete for a couple months on tour. You just never know. So, I mean, I would never say never. And at the moment, I'm just gonna do whatever contest I can. I'm mean, you know whatever contest I, I can do, I will for sure. I just I unfortunately just can't. Um, uh, for the sake of my fans and my, and uh, just get out there and compete on the, on the tour at, at the moment. But definitely not no retirement in the future. Because I thought of that, about that. You know, I remember after winning Chopu, I was like, should I retire? And I was like, ah, nah, I love this. Why don't I retire? One pipe, you no, know, one pipe last year or something. And I was like, why? But should I retire now? You know, you always want to retire on the top. And I'm like, well, why would I retire? Like I love this. I mean, it doesn't matter. Just, I'm just gonna do this till I die I love bodyboarding even competing mm. bodyboarding it's just it is fun it's something you either like or you don't you know and I happen to really like it come to enjoy it but and I'll do it do it as long as I can
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you there mate. I'm with you there. I mean, I'll uh, I I'm I'm just getting warmed up again myself uh, in many ways, so I understand that um that competitive instinct is is strong in a lot of us and um it really doesn't fade with age at all. I mean, if anything it just remains how you know, it remains as it is until you decide to try and switch it off if you can, but I um, I think most people fail. I mean, I I mean I compete when making dinners. You know, like I, I just stayed <laughs> I stayed with Louie and George and a few of the boys in Portugal for the the competition in Vienna and we all took turns making dinners each night and I was competing to make the best dinner. Like they don't know this by the way. They'll find out in this podcast if they bloody listen to it. But <laughs> but you know, like I was like, "Damn, they're making some good dinners." And I was like, "Shit, I got to I got to make a better dinner than these guys." You know, I don't want to I don't want to lose this. <laughs> I'm going to step this up oh,
1: how we are and, I mean, we, want to, you know, we all want to you know, do our best you know, that's the main thing you want to do our best and uh, and, sh- and have people recognize it yeah. you know, it's fun that's kind of something
0: but hey on this competition question Jeff um, there, is, there has been a oh he's gone, he's gone. I thought he cut out there let's see if he reconnects whilst we're on the podcast if this takes too long I'll um restart the audio. Just bear with me, listener. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying it immensely. Uh, always looked up to Jeff. He's always been a... Um, I think everybody's looked up to Jeff, really. Mm, figuratively, and also um, literally, because he's often flying above us uh, in the waves. So, let's, it's, uh, uh, it's a-
1: Josh, can you hear me?
0: I can, I can. You know what? We're just going to keep going with the podcast. I was just... Um, I kept talking. Just to just to fill in the gaps, and okay. I won't I won't tell you what I said, but you can you can listen in and, and find out. Okay, it'll be fun.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah. So I'm about I'm I'm hitting a food land, so I'm going probably only have a few more minutes left before I I cut out a pipe. Somehow my phone just cuts out when I get to pipe. Unfortunately, that's really no right, that's actually right there, fortunate,
0: yeah. isn't it? That's actually fortunate. Well, look, I mean, the thing I was about to ask was. We did have a bit of recent um, kind of controversy with the APB and, and with the Fronton event. And, you know, you, you came on as a sponsor of the Fronton event. And I guess, like, there's a lot of confusion out there in the public about what went down around all of that. And, um, you know, seeing Dub surfing in it and some other guys, you know, Tamiger and Andre also heading over there for the event. But no, uh, none of the APB riders on the tour. I mean what's your kind of take on the situation and, and kind of where things are at on that level with these promoters and the sport?
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Interesting question. I mean, I think it's just like I mentioned before, it's all about something, you know, do we just want to work with bodyboarders in that unity factors? Like, Hey, let's just make, try and make stuff work with uh, the bodyboarders because that's, we're guys who run the front on King are bodyboarders. These guys are, you know, a lot of our friends and they're, they're, good humans and we want to make sure you know that everyone can work together and hopefully we can have a you know we'll have an event there next year i mean i know they've put in their request to have an apb event next year and i'm stoked i think it's going to be really good for the you know it's really good for the sport that wave is the, the best bodyboarding wave in the world so when we were for us to sponsor we were just stoked you know to be able to like try and bridge that gap, bring the unity together and just, you know, help bodyboarders, stoke out bodyboarders. That's what we, that's what the company is about. And so it worked out pretty good. We we're, we we're really, really stoked to be able to sponsor it as, as a company. So, uh, you know, hopefully they, I know the APB is going to, you know, it's doing great. And Alex does an amazing job. And so I think it, everyone's going to work it out and it's going to be really good to have them back on the, on the tour next year, it looks like.
0: Well, I'm pretty confident of that myself as well, Jeff. I think um, the wave, you know, obviously it's one, it's one of the most exceptional waves in the world, so it's one that we want. And there are a lot of a lot of great guys in the Canaries who who are just great bodyboarders as well, who just want to be a part of it. So I I, I, I definitely see the point there. Um, you're going to be creeping up towards Pipeline now. I was even going to try and see yeah. if we could get a live surf check, but your phone's going to cut out. So um, so yeah. Well- it is
1: I can give you the the quick one before I
0: Oh I think we're losing you though. Is he there? Is he gone? Oh we're reconnecting. Let's just see. Dear listener, really sorry listener for this. Um hope you don't mind. We're gonna get a surf check from Jeff Hubbard. Let's see. Is he gonna come back online? He, I think he's out. I think he's out. I'm going to try and re-record this last bit with Jeff if I catch him. But otherwise, well, hey, let's just finish it there. That was another episode of the Core Podcast. Jeff Hubbard has rudely left the conversation without even saying goodbye. Um, I'm sure that you'll all be able to see what actually happens next uh, on Instagram sometime after the 31st of October. He was just about to head out to Pipeline. Uh, huge thanks to Jeff for his, um, not only his kind of participation in this podcast today, but his contribution to the sport as well over over a very long and successful career. Um, he's um, a great guy, and it was a, it was an absolute pleasure to have him on the show. So thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Thanks, Josh. Oh, he's back.
1: <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was it's doing solid, the, solid pipe. what's that? Yeah, I heard you. I heard you doing the sign off. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks, Josh. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. Good on you, Jeff. Go
1: get a few. I will have a great day, guys. Thanks okay. so
0: much. Cheers, Jeff. Take it easy, man. Yeah. Bye. So that was the Lubugi re there with Jeff Hubbard going for a surf. It was pretty early season at the time, or at the start of the season. So um, really cool that he could jump on the line. Pretty wide reaching interview now that i re-listened to it myself um covered a lot of ground there going into business with your bro you know some of the other things he's been up to also this kind of what was a contentious um discussion around um the Fronton king event and, and kind of what went down last year but what's good news about that is that it is actually on the tour this year it's on the APB tour it's the final event and it's a really good event that uh we all love to have on the um on the APB tour, so really good news that the crew at the APB, um, Alex and Terry, and the organizers in Fronton could kind of come to an agreement where we can we can get the world's best riders all there for for another great event. So that's some really good news off the back of this podcast. Um, so this was a re-listen, which means and and I did it so that you we could get this interview back out to catch up with Jeff, but he is going to be here in Eureka and I'm going to harass him for a podcast interview, a fresh one. So. Anyone listening to this who enjoyed that but have more questions for Jeff Hubbard, please, please, please send through any questions in the DM on Instagram or you can actually email me at Podcast at gmail. So, it's O G I E podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. And I'd will i be thrilled to get some, um, some fresh questions some inspiration from you the the listener and i'll throw them at jeff hubbard so there you go thanks for tuning in thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for so much more